create with France Sydney. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. This is France Sydney. I am your host and this is Create with France. What is my job? My job is to help you to create the life that you want by using loads and loads of mind hacks and just looking back at patterns. And today in episode 107, I would like you to come with me to a journey in, um, into stained glass windows. And you might wonder, what do stained glass windows have to do with my life and why would I want to listen? And I'm here to tell you there is a strong connection if you can feel and think in abstract between the pattern of stained glass windows and the patterns of our life. So, tune in. So, just as we get started, you might want to ask why am I so interested in stained glass? Well, this is because, first of all, being Italian, I've been surrounded by stained glass windows in lots of cathedrals and important buildings, and of course, chapels because our history is very rich in that, as you can see in a lot of Europe. Also, when I lived in the Milan area, which was about seven years, I used to study architecture and work in a stained glass studio. And I used to go to Milan every day for my Polytechnic of Design study when I was doing graphic design. And uh, when I went there, sometimes in those warm summer days, and very hot summer days, I would spend hours sitting in the Duomo in Milan. Just sitting down there, it was very cold, so it was good to, to chill out. And um, it was good to look at these very vibrant contrast designs. And I would literally sit there for hours and look up and be just amazed. And um, I don't know, I developed a real big love for stained glass. And I was then working for two years as a stained glass designer with a local studio. And I learned all about how to design the project, how to put together the bits and how they come out in the end. And this is exactly how I started to make this subconscious connection between stained glass and our life patterns. If you look at glass, it's made with sand, with recycled glass, with silica, but usually it's very abundant raw materials that on their own, they don't really have any specific beauty or value, they're found everywhere. And uh, it's highly recyclable, right? But there is one in interesting point about glass, that you can't do anything with glass until you have melted it. And you need uh, 1,500 degrees Celsius to melt the glass. That's a really high temperature, must be uncomfortable. But only then the glass becomes a liquid that you can pour into a shape and then it can solidify into a rectangular thing that you can then cut using very big, nice blades. Most glass on its own is also quite fragile, so if it falls on the floor, it will crash into pieces. And so you want to keep it together, keep maybe a separate layer to reinforce this glass, and um, in stained glass, you will have lead, you will have what was called the stain, which was a type of material they were used in the past. And this material was then colored, stained. And this was then together, put together with a little bit of cement, a very special type of cement, so that the stained glass wouldn't 
crush on you sort of thing. And nowadays we still have very similar product going on now that people use to assemble these bits of glass. So on their own they cannot stand up, they need to be held together by this lead. You can actually buy the lead as a, as a roll and it says on the instruction booklet do not touch the lead with your finger, with your skin because it's actually poisonous. You should wear gloves. So when I was working in the studio we had to wear gloves when we were handling that material and surprisingly this material that was so bad to touch was actually so good to hold together the glass. It's just so much about it that made me really reflect about life. Of course most people are absolutely stunned when we see a finished piece of stained glass design. There will be a story there, the beginning, middle and the end there will be personages but there will be, most of all, there will be vibrant colors. The light will be behind. You're going to be inside the building. So the building is going to look so dark compared to the light coming from outside. And it is the light behind the glass that's going to make it look even better, even more bright, vibrant and bright. Yes. So when you look at that, it's striking. And then you would never believe how bad it looks in the beginning when it's not put together. It just looks like a completely different thing. When the artist has finished the design of a stained glass, he will make this design exactly the same size as a final design. So if it's 2 meters tall, that design will be 2 meters tall. If it's 20 meters tall, the design is going to be 20 meters tall. And the piece of glass that will be drawn true to size he will then have this design, black and white obviously, just the outside lines and these lines will be all drawn really nicely on this humongous piece of paper or drawn by the piece of paper on a massive, massive large table. He will then pick up glass of the agreed color and he will lay the glass in the appropriate place where it has to be and he will start thinking, okay, I need this glass of this shape, so we'll put the transparent glass he will draw the shape that he needs by looking at his design and then with a really sharp tool and with a lot of dexterity he will cut the glass to be exactly like the shape. And there are lots of tricks. You cannot cut certain shapes and other shapes will just break. So you cannot assemble bits that look for example like, um, like an L shape. They will just break in the middle. So there are lots of things you cannot do. So initially, if you are standing in front of one of those tables, all you will see is a blank piece of paper with a very simple design, doesn't look like anything at all. And you will look at this piece of glass, and lots of them, they are sitting together, so they look very dark. They don't seem to have any particular meaning or beauty. Might have a little bit of a nice pattern, but mostly not really. It's just a pile of pointless small bits that really makes no sense to you. And then, as the artist starts working and assembling one by one all these bits and laying them in, in a very careful order on the piece of paper, he has a project in his mind and he has focus. So he organizes all these colors in a special way so that to our mind, they will say that this is a picture. So you will be able, when it's finished, see the biggest picture. So what is he drawing? Is that a tree? Is that a fish? Is that a religious scene? Is it a story? 
you will see when it's all together. But in the beginning, all you see is, you know, plates, lots of color, but not a lot of contrast. And if you think about it, the human vision is very, very good to see things that are in contrast. When there isn't enough contrast, as during the sunset and the dusk, we can't really tell the colors of things and we cannot tell the shape very well. We cannot distinguish tell if it's a fox or a deer. It's very hard because there isn't contrast. So contrast is very important for us when we look at things. And that's why stained glass will look amazing in the end. When it's put against the light, when it's put with this special metal in between the two shapes, and when the colors are saturated. So that's all, all these things together make it so amazing to look at. Slowly, slowly, the picture emerges as the artist assembles with skill, with expertise, all these bits and creates this picture. And in the end, he's gonna pick up the lead. The lead is toxic, right? You're not supposed to touch it as it is. But he will use it, he will use gloves, he will be careful. And whatever other material he will use will be very useful for assembling these bits so they're all together and in the end there will be usually an extra sheet of transparent glass so that's invisible and they will be the backing so they will help everything to stay together to be cohesive so it doesn't crash on the floor as soon as you handle it and the final piece is your final result it's multicolored, it's vibrant, it's spectacular to look at. It has contrast, it's vibrancy, and it's inspirational. And it's important to see that this glass, there was such a humble material, nothing particular. And actually, you had to add special minerals inside and other things to change the color, because otherwise it wouldn't have a color. This glass has become something incredible. And it has become so because the master has put together his skills, his experience, his love, his interest in art and in beauty to create something unique and something beautiful. Because, you know, if you just create uh, a lot of um, pieces of glass of lots of color and you throw them on the floor, just like that, nothing is going to happen. So there is a mind behind this and it's an amazing mind. So it's a very highly skilled profession, but one that allows you to create stained glass and to make it really beautiful. You need a good design, good skills, and good working ability to put together, cut this glass in a way that the direction of a texture will make sense finally and will construct a figure that you can understand, you can decipher and recognize. So this is what I learned when I was designing and making stained glass design. And that was back in the 90s, so well over 22 years ago. And I'm looking back now and thinking how that has helped me to understand things about life that perhaps before I couldn't get. Sometimes we step back for a minute and we look back at our life. And we, we might be asked by somebody else if you were able to get back to the beginning of your life, would you be able to change anything? What would you do differently? And some people say, I wouldn't change anything because what happened made me who I am 
and I love who I am now. And it was interesting. It was something I saw last week on some social media saying you have two doors, go through the first door and you can go back to the beginning of your life and erase all your mistakes. Second door, get $10 million. And everybody chose the $10 million. <laughs> and I chose that one too because I thought, what would be the point of me going back and erasing all my mistakes? Because then I will be erasing all my feedback, all my learning, all my growth. And, you know, that's why those events that happened to me or that I created with my actions are so important. They are part of a big picture, just like in a stained glass design. And what is the thing? The thing is all the life events that we had. In the beginning, they might look like a very unfortunate set of colorless piece of glass sitting there on a cement floor in a stained glass design studio. They have no meaning. They're just sitting there with this large pin. And we think, what is going on with me? There is nothing good about me. Look at that. It's nothing. And we can put ourselves down and thinking that all these events that happen to us, the toxic relationship, the divorce, the miscarriages, growing with chronic disease, being abused by the people, never finding a good job, not being able to be very healthy, whatever the things were, not having good friends or being in a really, really poor area, it doesn't matter what it is. What is important is how you perceive your past. If your past is perceived by you as something really negative, really bad, that has to stay feminine in your past and it's all grey, maybe step back for a minute and think, okay, that's done and it's in the past and I cannot change it. But when I look now at the design of my life, a new design that I'm putting together, what can I see? And maybe, just maybe, you may see that there isn't just the grey. There were periods in your life when you have a golden yellows, when you have some sparkly colours, some shimmering purples and some blues, they have some aquamarine, they have those small areas that were quite good. And when you put them all together, maybe all this darkness, with all these small glimpses of colour in the middle, was a vase of flowers, a pot with magnificent flowers in the middle. And they shine precisely because they are against a dark background. Because, you know, the contrast. Because if I pick up a pot with pink flowers and I put that as a picture in front of a pink background, it's going to disappear. You cannot tell the difference because your, your, your mind, your brain, your eyes, they need contrast. They need a difference. But when you put these pink flowers against a very dark color with lots of shadows, they are emerging, they are bringing the light and therefore they are stunning, they are brilliant, they are inspirational. So one quick exercise we can all do is to look back at our life with gratefulness, with wisdom and say, okay, all the stuff that happened is behind me, but there are some glimpses of color here and there. There was a rainbow in the past and I've forgotten about it because I was so obscured by all the, the bad stuff that was going on. 
And now if I look back and I'm grateful for the lessons that I had, I can see a little bit of shimmering light coming through. And now I'm in charge. As we grow up, we become more aware of how much we are in charge. We're less likely to be a victim of society. We're more likely to start saying, actually, my life depends on me. My happiness relies on me. I have to create this happiness. It's not anybody else's job. It is mine. So I can go to this pile of colored stained glass bits and I can pick up the colors that I want to create the design that I want. And in the moment that we look at the next stage of our life, maybe we're already 30 years old, we've been through three wrong jobs, two wrong relationships, everything is over. And it's not. We can pick up what we need to pick up, create this in our mind, change our mindset and think, well, if I can visualize a final picture, what is this picture going to look like? What do I want to happen in my life so that I can be feeling great? What has to happen? What do I have to do? So the big thing is not what other people have to do, <laughs> it's what I have to do to find the happiness, to find the contentness, not the superficial happiness like eating and chocolate ice cream with a little bit of mint. I know, I love that. But you know, after five minutes, I can't remember and I might want another one. And then I'm going to be very sorry if I keep having all this chocolate ice cream, right? So there must be something more than physical sensations, it must be something deeper, maybe our spiritual, our emotional happiness, maybe having a, a nice chat with somebody that we can open up with, something that good to be able to talk to somebody and just be close to them. That is human connection and that is more valuable than any Lamborghini you can buy because it doesn't matter how much money you have put in your visual board or is your vision board, but money will not buy your friends and it will not buy your health. So think carefully when you create your future. What is in your mind and why do you want it? And if you do not want anything better and you're settled there, why are you settled? Is there a little bit of fear of the future? Is there fear of those dark colors they were still on the table and you didn't want to pick up. But it's those dark colors that add the contrast to those pink flowers on the pot of the table. So as we change our mindset, we visualize the final picture, a glorious image, bright against this dark background that is full of mistakes that everyone does and that we do, the adverse events of our life. We can feel the new energy, the energy of knowing where we're heading, the energy of having focus, having direction, having the energy every day to take the action that we need to get somewhere. So life isn't just about eating, drinking and entertaining ourselves. There is a lot more. And if we are sitting too comfortably in our sofa, maybe scrolling down social media, or watching television endlessly, maybe we need something more. But if we're sitting in an uncomfortable situation, if all we're seeing in this stained glass window of our life 
is the dark, it's time to look up for those little shimmering bits that can make a huge difference. And one big thing is that a lot of them can be made by us by melting the glass again. We can melt this glass with high temperature, there's a bit of suffering, but then we can mold it again and we can create what we need so they will fit within our life. So my hope today is that you have enjoyed this episode and you have taken maybe a few minutes just to think about what you can be grateful for in this moment. Where are the nice shiny bits of stained glass in your life that you have forgotten to be thankful for today? And maybe you can take a few more minutes to think about your future. We don't know how long we're going to be alive on this earth. And so it's always good to don't procrastinate anything because you don't know when is your turn to go back to where you came from. And yes, it's a better life out there, they say, but while we're here, let's enjoy what we have. Let's make meaningful connections with with our loved ones and with other people. Let's make our business a good business. Let's make our entertainment a wholesome entertainment. Let's nourish our souls and do good things. And our stained glass pattern will be beautiful and radiant and vibrant and we'll sit there and say, well, it is amazing and I'm very, very happy. It doesn't have to look like anyone else's stained glass design. It can be completely and absolutely unique. So don't worry about the design that other people have in their windows. Just think about your design. It can be simple, it can be complex, it doesn't matter, but it is your design. So enjoy yourself this week and really think about how you can add the shimmer, the sparkle, the vibrant color in your life. What is missing there? Your life maybe is already perfect, but what else can you do to make it even more meaningful so you can step back and look at this amazing shiny window and really feel great? Think about it. So thank you so much for being with me today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and you found it useful. And if so, please click like and share it with some of your friends so that more people can find out about Create and can improve their life using Mind Hacks. So remember, you can find me on francidney.com. And if you ever need a consultation for getting your mindset sorted out, you know where to find me. Thank you so much and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. You've listened to Create.